This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. Welcome to the Shape America podcast. I'm Matt Pomeroy, and I'm here with you today. And soon I'll get to the Sarah Get Your Hartman Action Pack podcast. And on that podcast, she's going to share some great insight into teaching physical education. But first, let's take a quick look into some of the great things that are happening with Shape America. And again, if you're a member of Shape America, that's great. If you're not, take a look at shapeamerica.org. So many amazing resources. They do so many great things for health and physical educators. Um, it's really, really an amazing organization to be a part of. So uh, make sure you give it a thought and take a look and and uh, see what you can do. We'd love to have you on board as a member of Shape America um, and your state association as well. Uh, first up, Giving Tuesday. This is pretty cool. Coming up on November 28th is a global day of giving fueled by the power of social media and collaboration. All right. Again, we're hoping that you can support 50 million strong by 2029. It's America's Shape America's national initiative to put all children on the path to health and physical literacy. Again, your donation today can help make a positive impact on health and physical education programs around the country, which means more young people can live their best life possible. Take a look. Again, Giving Tuesday, such a great, great thought by Shape America and Again, I know I can't wait, but join us in Nashville March 20th through 24th for the Shape America National Convention and Expo. This convention brings together thousands of health and physical educators to learn and get inspired by big ideas, the kind that are helping to put all children on the path to health and physical literacy. It's a commitment that Shape America calls 50 million strong. All right, so please give your thoughts. Hopefully you can make it to Nashville for the National Convention and Expo. Start talking to your administrators about getting there. Hey, don't forget, Shape America offers webinars, and they're free if you're a Shape America member. Um, they also have a bunch of online courses, which is really cool. They're on demand anytime, they're anywhere. It's the new Shape America Online Institute. They make it really easy for K-12 health and physical educators to earn and track professional development contact hours. Take advantage of these self-paced, effective professional development on your timetable. You can go to shapeamerica.org and click on professional development and you'll see them uh, right there. Next webinar coming up is Deliberate Practice for Coaches and Strategies for Pursuing Expertise in Teaching Sport. It's coming up on December 6, 2017. Again, it's 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And again, those are uh, archived, and so you can watch them at any point in time. Um, again, free to Shape America members. They do cost, if you are not a member, another great part of being a member of Shape America and podcasts again coming up next we got the action pack with sarah gitchier hartman uh, which i'm really excited to be bringing you today a great conversation about what sarah's bringing to the table and to her school every single day 
Uh, also in November, we've got the Health and Physical Education Coordinator Chat. We had an amazing conversation. Part one has already been released. Part two is going to be coming out next week. Um, so again, be on the lookout for that. But four amazing coordinators chatting it up, um, talking about what they're doing and what they're seeing in their schools and their districts. And uh, a lot of things that even if you're not a coordinator, you can begin to, you know, put into your practice and, you know, your program. Uh, so really cool stuff. We're going to have a Reflections podcast again with uh, myself, with Colin and Stephanie. So I'm uh, looking forward to putting on those once a month for everyone. And uh, I've had some really good feedback on those. So we're definitely going to keep it up. In December, we're going to start plugging Jump Rope for Heart and Hoops for Heart and uh, already recorded an amazing podcast with uh, three just expert panel of um, jump rope and hoops for heart enthusiasts and you know, they share all the great things that have been working out um, in their classrooms and their schools and again we're going to have an action pack and a reflections podcast in December and then January we'll be talking tech in PE um, so again lots of great stuff coming up and don't forget that if you want to ask us any questions or give us any feedback feel free to email us at podcast at shapeamerica.org we always enjoy hearing your thoughts and if you do like the show, we'd appreciate if you go into iTunes and, you know, leave us a rating on there. Uh, we'd love to share your thoughts about the show on the next podcast. So if you do leave us a rating, I happily go there and look at it and just let everybody know what your thoughts are. Or if you send us an email, same thing too. We'd love to have your voice showing up on the show. And thank you for considering doing that. It does mean a lot to, you know, myself, to Colin and Stephanie. And uh, now let's get on with that show. As I said, I was excited uh, she is now the Central District Middle School Physical Education Teacher of the Year, a good friend of mine on the Physetagogy team, um, someone I've presented with, uh, hung out with, and talked to all the time. So Sarah Gitchier-Hartman, she's going to share what's in her action pack, and we are ready to go. Welcome to the Shape America podcast, What's in Your Action Pack edition, and I'm your host today, uh, Matt Pomeroy. Hey, this is our new series that we're launching with special guest speakers from around the nation. And really the idea of the Action Pack came around back in the summertime when Stephanie Sandino was getting mentally ready to go back to school. Stephanie's mind was the one who created this vision of an action pack or a backpack. And inside that backpack, backpack, we have different tools that we bring to school. Again, these tools are both concrete and abstract, and they make up or have stuff that um, help me as an educator, as a person grow, as well as help my students chase down the red rubber ball. So tonight, I'm excited to be sharing this evening with an awesome fellow educator uh, named Sarah Gittier-Hartman. And I'll have Sarah introduce herself in just a moment here, but uh, Sarah and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh, we're teammates um, that, that blog or write for a website called Physetagogy, and you can check it out at physetagogy.com. And Sarah and I have met up at many conferences now and had a really cool summer. We got to present together in Colorado, which was awesome. And then 
I was presenting in St. Louis, where Sarah's from, and we got to hang out um, in July. And then at the end of July, we we're both keynoting at the National PE Institute with a team at Physetagogy and presenting a couple of sessions there. So uh, Sarah and I have a long history. I can't wait to hear about what she has in her action pack today and uh, for this coming school year. So without further ado, I'd like Sarah Gittier-Hartman to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about uh, you, Sarah. Hi, Matt. Hi, Stephanie. And hi to everybody who is listening to this episode of the Shape America podcast. As Matt said, my name is Sarah Gitchier-Hartman. I am a middle school physical educator in Clayton, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. And Matt said I'm a member of the Phys Edagogy team. I'm also a member of the Phys Ed Summit team. And I was recently named the 2017 Middle School Physical Educator of the Year for the state of Missouri. So I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me to the show, guys. And I'm excited to get um, talking, especially since we're all middle school PE teachers. Well, sir, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. And again, we just appreciate you being here and, you know, sharing your insights uh, and just everything that you have inside your action pack and, you know, things that you're bringing to your school year and things that we can kind of take away from that and, and possibly think about within our teaching as well. So, uh, again, it's just awesome that you're willing to share these things and, and you know, talk about that action pack. So, uh, without further ado, our first question is uh, just about goal, um, a, a large goal or maybe a few goals of, you know, just for you, your school, your students, your classes uh, for the school year. So it can kind of be a wide range of things, but, um, you know, what's your main focus? How are things going towards it? Um, how are you feeling about everything right now and and things like that? So if you could just share a little bit uh, on your goal or goals for the school year, that would be great. Thanks. So I have two goals for this school year. Uh, the first is figuring it out how to make sure that the questions that I'm asking my students are not only developmentally appropriate, but are also challenging enough for them. Um, and what I mean by questions are the questions that you pose at the beginning of a class or throughout a lesson, um, kind of touching upon that like inquiry-based or game-based approach model. Um, when I ask my students questions, it seems like they come up with the answers very quickly and very easily. And when I see other teachers on Twitter or on Facebook posting examples of questions that they have asked their students, I realize that mine are very similar, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It means we're thinking similarly, but their students are significantly younger than mine. So. Um, my students are in sixth and eighth grade, and I will notice similar questions being asked to third and fourth graders. So um, I'm trying to increase the difficulty, increase the challenge of the questions that I'm asking, which can sometimes be difficult because I know that a lot of us out there are creating the questions ourselves. Um, and so it would be nice to have a resource um, with developmentally appropriate or grade level appropriate questions. So. My second goal for the year is making sure that the assessments um, that I'm using or the way that I'm assessing my students is fair um, and makes sense for the system that I teach in. So I use a standards-based approach when I'm teaching and instructing and creating assessments for my students. Um, but that does um, have some challenges and difficulties because I teach in a variety of spaces 
and I move from space to space throughout the school day. Um, and my class rosters change every quarter. So tracking my students' progress over um, a long length of time, like some teachers are able to do, is pretty impossible for me. And I am constantly having to teach and reteach concepts throughout the year. I like that aspect that I'm kind of always going back to the same themes and the same ideas with my students, but it makes assessment really difficult. Um, and so right now I'm trying to figure out the best way to assess my students and make sure that um, they have enough time to learn the information that I'm trying to teach them. They have enough time to practice what it is I'm asking them to do and that they have enough time to demonstrate their learning. And right now, I'm not very confident that that's happening. So um, that's my big thing to tackle this year. Um, it's the thing that's at the forefront of my mind all the time. It's the thing that I'm constantly working on and trying to contact other people in the PE community about to kind of pick their brains and get ideas. Um, and so um, that's something that I really need to figure out soon uh, because for my students, it is second quarter. Um, we are already in our second term. So, um, you, you know, this is something I really want to kind of get figured out um, as soon as possible and then kind of ride that out through the rest of the year and see how it goes. Hey, Sarah, uh, really, really good goals. And again, just thank you for sharing you know, your thoughts on that. And uh, I guess just a few of my thoughts kind of coming back at you here. Um, First off with assessments, I mean, that's definitely a tricky situation just in general uh, to be teaching in those different environments, teaching different um, skills, concepts, units, um, you know, and having different assessments for each of those during the day. Um, I know that you're doing good things and I know, you know, just keep up the good work and keep doing this, you know, as much as you can possibly can with those assessments just because I know it's tricky enough setting up assessments for me, two grade levels, you know, that kind of span throughout the day in the same place, in the same unit. So I, I get where you're at on that one. Um, there's a little bit on the questioning. Uh, again, I totally understand where you're coming from there. Um, I'm just thinking with questioning, like I, I do to begin the unit, I love those essential questions. You know, whether you're talking about the, the techniques, you know, your skills or your tactics, those strategies, and um, they do seem pretty easy for those athletes to to respond to and to answer. and But most people can come up with, with a good thought. And uh, I guess it's just a good reminder that even if those questions might seem easy to some people, they're filling in the blanks for some other people that are definitely missing it. Um, and, and we're getting that information to them in a, in a very student-centered way. And I think that's kind of just that good reminder. Uh, but I get how you're trying to look for those challenging questions as well. And, um, you know, maybe utilizing uh, your team discussions or as it gets further into the unit, you know, developing more of those specific scenarios and um, getting into those higher level questioning where, again, they're still essential questions like they can answer it in, you know, those specific ways, but just more of those questions that uh, hit the specific situations that come up. And, and again, maybe it's not full group discussions as much, you know, maybe that gets into the, more of those team discussions, um, you know, like individually with the team and a teacher, uh, you know, those types of things, or um, even having them reflect throughout uh, a, a small-sided game or, you know, a mini game or whatever else, uh, just as a, as a group and as a team too. Uh, but yeah, I definitely get what you're saying and, 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 and love the goals. So um, thank you again for sharing those. 
thanks again for sharing those goals, Sarah. Um, I think they're fantastic. And boy, we sure love to stay updated uh, as you go throughout your school year and all that too. So make sure you're tweeting out your, you know, your thoughts or how you're answering those questions. Or again, if anyone else has ideas for her, uh, we'd love to keep that discussion going on Twitter or Voxer. And because um, I think they're definitely things that a lot of people are going through. So uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. So We'll move on to question number two, and just question two here for what's in your action pack is like, what are you what are you working on this year? Like, what kind of new things are you implementing into your curriculum program, um, that types of stuff? So, if you've got one, if you've got multiple, uh, we'd just love to hear about some of the newest, uh, latest, and greatest uh, activities units, um, you know, thoughts coming into your classroom. So, um, looking forward to hearing it. Okay, so there are three things that I'm working on this year. Um, I always like to expose my students to a wide variety of activities, and I try my best to make sure that it's a combination of activities that they are somewhat familiar with or very familiar with, and then maybe activities that they've never really seen before. And so I'm always trying to um, add in new activities to the program. So for example, um, this week my students played Paddle Slam outside, and before deciding to make the commitment to purchasing Paddle Slam sets for my school, um, I just did a inexpensive hack and used pickleball paddles that we already have, um, pickleballs that we already have, and Home Depot buckets. Um, and those are about $3 a piece. And so the entire unit cost me about 25 bucks, and it's really successful. The equipment works great, and the students really liked it. Um, and I told them that, you know, it's a really challenging and kind of addicting activity, um, and they they definitely agree with that. So, um one of the other things that I'm doing this quarter that I'm experimenting with is that most of our units at my school last about six days, which is really short, um, and we switch our teaching spaces about every six days as well. So some of the teaching spaces that we teach in are pretty challenging because they're really small, and often the teachers and students feel very stuck in those spaces, especially during the winter months, which for us is about November, December, January, February, and almost all of March. So this quarter, I'm trying something different where I'm changing up my activities every three days instead of every six. And um, just seeing how that works out. Um, I usually feel like six days isn't enough, but I'm wondering if by changing every three days, if that will help to increase engagement in my classes if um, that will help students become more excited about what we're doing. And then I can bring back some of those activities after winter break when we come back in January. And, you know, the activities will still seem new and exciting to them. So that's a big experiment. And then the third thing that I'm doing this year that's new is that because I have been struggling to make sure that my assessments are able to fairly and accurately assess my students. Um, I'm trying a new rubric that I'm calling a swatch rubric. And this was inspired by some work that Joe Bailey has been doing in her school um, for some of her assessments. And then along with the help from Carrie Bullish and Naomi Hartle and Betsy Caldwell and Charlie Rizzuto, I've been working on these swatch rubrics. And um, they've kind of transformed in how they look. But basically, a swatch is a sample of something that is intended to give you the look of a larger piece. So like a fabric swatch, for example. And so I'm using my swatch rubrics 
to give students and their parents a glimpse as for of their entire PE experience this quarter. So it's like a little snippet. And so I'm assessing their ability to use the spirit of the game, and I'm assessing their ability to work with others, and I'm also assessing um, their ability to use their time effectively when they're in class. And so um, I have an actual rubric that I fill out for the students and I give it back to them periodically throughout the quarter. And then I also meet with some of my students and conference with them. And I say from this time to this time, um, tell me about your experience. How, how did you do it using the spirit of the game? And do you think that you're able to work well with a wide variety of people? And do you think that you've been using your time effectively in here? How's your time management been going? Um, and they, and we kind of have a really quick conversation about that. I've been jotting down some ideas as to what they say. Um, and then once the conversation is over in the evenings or on my own time, I then fill out the rest of the rubric and then give it back to them. So that conference piece um, is something that Jonathan Jones shared with me this week. And for some of my classes, I knew that that could make a really big impact. Um, and so um, I've been experimenting with that recently as well. So those are my three big things. Um, they're, they're big, but they're also kind of short term. So since this quarter ends right before um, the winter holidays, I'll be able to, you know, kind of reflect then and see um, how well I did at those things and if I liked them and if I need to tweak them at all. Um, and, and we'll see how it goes. Well, Sarah, thanks for sharing um, just all that information, like all the different things you're implementing in your classes. It sounds uh, really cool. And, you know, some activities and I like how you're, you know, just constantly trying to change and adapt, you know, your program and just to figure out what's going to work best for everyone. So I guess first off, just love that you gave Paddles Lamb, you know, a, a shot. And um, again, I like how you're creative with, um, you know, just the equipment that you're using and the thought process behind giving it a shot, um, you know, with something that can be bought really anywhere. Um, and again, you know, like I said, just give your, give your students a chance to experiment with it and try it. And it sounds like it went really well. So uh, that's kind of cool. It make me think about, you know, maybe how I could give that a try as well. So uh, yeah, thank you for sharing about that. And I get what you're saying about those, those units and the shorter units really over the winter months, uh, we kind of do the same thing in Wisconsin and, you know, sharing the space in the morning myself with a couple other, you know, physical educators. Um, you know, we do have about five day units. Sometimes it could push to six, um, you know, so they are pretty short as well. And again, sometimes you're in the gym, sometimes we're in a little theater, uh, a workout room and things like that. So it is definitely tough during the winter months. And, um, you know, I like the fact that you're again, you know, consistently trying to change it up, you know, figure out what's best for students, what's best for you, what's best for those units. And, um, and like, that's definitely something that we need to keep doing as well. So, uh, hopefully that works out for you. And I definitely like to hear more about those three day units and, and maybe even your reflection as to how they're going right now. Um, just because I do know it's fast, but I guess I'm I'm wondering how soon you come back to, to something like that too, and how much they remember, how much needs to be retaught, and I suppose that stuff's not known. But uh, it sounds like a really neat process, and and again the swatch swatch rubrics uh, sound really neat as well, and I like how you utilize so many members of your PLN, and I know that you do that quite a bit, which is really really cool and. Another great reason to be connected, you know, through educators face to face at conferences and, and online, you know, people that you don't get to see so much. But love how you're giving your students and parents a glimpse. And I really like the fact that you've got the conferences going on with students. And I know another 
a physical educator who has conferences with students after every unit and they look at the rubrics and they talk through it and um, he might sit down with them for a minute and I always thought about trying it, but it just never seems like it, like it'll work out. And um, I like that you've came up with a plan to do it. And maybe you, you know, you're targeting that group that really needs to target it instead of maybe implementing it, you know, in every single class with every single student as well. So really like the thoughts of all that. Of course, I knew that you blow me away with everything here. So, um, and again, I like that you continue to, you know, to reflect on all these things and, you know, see what you want to do as you move on to the third quarter. Um, so that's neat. So transitioning on, uh, since you talked about reflection, um, how do you reflect on a, on a daily basis, uh, weekly basis, you know, whatever it is, you just talk a little bit about your reflection strategies. And again, let me know like other tools that you use to reflect or how do you specifically reflect? So you do remember, um, whether it's for the next year or whether it's for the next day or, um, or whatever it is. And, and depending on what you're reflecting on. So, uh, looking forward to hearing. Okay, Matt. So to go back to your original question where you were saying you'd like to hear me reflect upon like how this three-day unit thing is going right now. Um, I think it's going pretty well. And the other thing that it's doing for me as a teacher is it's making the term kind of fly by. And that's always kind of fun. And, um, you know, just keeping the kids motivated and keeping them going. So just to give you a glimpse of like what it looks like during first quarter, which in Missouri started in mid-August and then went to mid-October, my students participated in about five and a half units including the beginning of the year rituals and routines and, and getting to know the system and that kind of stuff. So my students during first quarter participated in flag football and team handball and stool ball, which is a game from England that is kind of similar to cricket. And they played soccer and they played pickleball. But then this quarter, by having them change activities every three days, um, it's doubled the amount of activities that I can expose them to. And so as I was saying earlier, you know, it's my responsibility to expose them to a wide variety of activities so that they can experience as many things as they can. You know, I want them to be comfortable enough to say yes when somebody asks them to meet them at a park when they're 18, when they are 35, when they're 85, because even if they haven't done the exact activities that they're being invited to, they will be able to pull knowledge from prior experiences, and then they'll be more likely to say yes to those opportunities. So this quarter, that looks like this. They participated in Gaelic football and lacrosse and volleyball, and pillow polo, and paddle slam. They're going to participate in brand ball, and ringette, and futsal, and floor hockey, and pickleball. I might do a little yoga with some of the classes. And then one of my sixth grade classes is begging me for a dance unit, begging me. They come to class every single day, and I play a little bit of music for them. And it's this teeny tiny class, and they walk in, so goofy. And all of a sudden on the fly, they come up with these little minute long choreographed dances. And basically what it is, is just one kid being extra goofy and wiggly. And then another kid looking at them and just going, Oh, I'm going to do that too. And then I join in. And then about two minutes later, I just stop the music and we get right into class. 
And so like, Miss GH, are you going to teach us the dance unit? Are you going to teach us how to do this? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Like, absolutely. And I know that this is going to be the coolest unit because it's going to be so student led. They're going to be totally empowered. I'm going to give them a lot of choice in their choreography and music selection and all kinds of stuff. And it's just going to be a big party. It's going to be so fun. So how do I reflect upon things now? Um, I, I reflect pretty quickly on the fly in between classes. That didn't work. I need to tweak it. That was not very successful. I need to fix it. That was great. I need to do that again. And things that are super, super successful, I tend to just remember when I need them again. It becomes like ingrained in my brain as this is the, this is an essential part for this activity or this unit the next time I do this. Um, I often will vox specific people in our PLN um, and kind of ask them different questions. And it kind of depends on what's going on and to like who I'm going to ask. And usually when I ask those people for help, um, I feel stuck or I feel a little desperate, like, oh my gosh, this happened in my class and I don't know what to do about it. Or what would you have done? And um, kind of reach out to those people. But I guess, you know, I spend a lot of time just self-reflecting, whether it's on my drive home, um, sitting around in my house after my kids go to bed, um, you know, and my husband likes to say, I kind of like beat myself up over it. I don't think it's really that harsh. It's just you know, sometimes I'm the only one I have to process the things with. So if I'm talking out loud or if I'm taking notes or if I say something to my husband and just ask him for his feedback, you know, it it might sound like that because I'm the only one I had to talk to. So that's, that's kind of my self-reflection piece. I don't journal. Um, I don't like go for a run and think about it, um, or any of that stuff. It's just a lot of thought, um, you know, sometimes probably crazy at times, but a lot of, um, you know, self-thinking um, and just kind of doing it on my own pretty often. Wow, Sarah, uh, that was that was really cool. So thank you for just giving us a glimpse really into like what your first semester of PE programming looks like. It really does sound like the perfect equation for physical literacy. And, you know, your students are really lucky and blessed to be, to be able to have such, uh, you know, such a great teacher that's willing to include so many Again, non-traditional and traditional activities, you know, to to really play towards um, everyone's greatness um, in the class. So uh, that's very cool, and I wish wish you the best of luck, you know, trying out your, you know, your shorter units and and maybe coming back to that and and um, adding on to it, you know, throughout the year as well. So it's pretty cool, and I think we do have a very similar reflection strategy as well. And again. Is really great to reflect between activities, um, you know, within one class and then after a full class. And like you say, sometimes just kind of get rid of it and you don't use it again. And then other times it's like, all right, this definitely got to go in the bank of, um, you know, great things going on in our class. And I really, really think it's great that you reach out to others, you know, for help and assistance. Um, sometimes I probably don't do that enough. So that's a really good thought. And there are so many people out there that want to connect to and not live within that silo of them being the only physical educator. And this is really what a PLN is for. So, um, and then again, you know, I'm always thinking, uh, again, how to continue to improve my classes and the behavior and really just like you, you know, I always strive for the best for our classes and kind of think about it nonstop, you know, of, um, of what we can do to improve or why did that happen? And, you know, what can I do or what could have been done differently? And again, um, 
it's an awesome way to think because we do we we do strive to be the best as i said and it can really be tough on you too because like you say almost beating you up and um and again not necessarily in a really bad way but like just kind of always thinking about it so um thinking about that and i know you and i sat in colin brooks's session at the national p institute and we talked about you know teacher self-care um and i guess just bringing it back to that you know like how are you taking care of yourself and what are you doing to reduce that stress and and really like being your best every day and it's like i say it's something we got to chat a little bit about there and you know while i was in the middle of the summer and just wanted to check up on check up with you and you know see how you're doing and see what you're doing to take care of yourself uh, right now, you know, in the middle of your school year. So look forward to hearing about it. So for me right now, my focus is on taking care of my mental health and well-being more so than my physical health. And I obviously know the benefits of taking care of both of them. Um, But for me right now, one definitely outweighs the other. And I prioritize one more than the other. So I'm a mother of two young children. I have a five-year-old and an almost three-year-old and life at home is crazy. So um, I've been bringing less and less work home and I've been using my time more efficiently at work to get work done when I'm there. Um, I think just with the experience of being an 11th year teacher, I've learned different workarounds and things that have helped me do things quicker. Um, And in turn, um, it's really helped me out at home. We also moved into a new house about a month and a half ago, and it cut my commute, um, oh gosh, by two thirds. So I get to school in about 15 minutes now. I get home in about 15 minutes, and that gives me um, more time at school in the morning I leave at the same exact time that I always did. So I'm out the door by 6.30 and I'm getting to school at 6.45 or 6.50. And that gives me over an hour to just decompress and get ready for the day. And I arrive to school super early. Most of the lights aren't even on in the building yet. And I set up my stuff. I get all my equipment organized. I straighten up my desk. Um, I'm able to go to my different teaching spaces and write stuff on the dry erase boards. And I don't ever feel like I'm in a mad rush to prepare. And then at the end of the day, because I'm home super fast, if I don't have a meeting, um, I beat the rest of my family home. And that gives me a few minutes to kind of run around the house, do a little bit of cleaning up, straightening up. And then I'm mom the second my boys get home. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, Right now, that's essential for me. Um, I definitely need to be more physically active than I currently am. Um, but I, I kind of balance that out right now. I'm on my feet 24 seven. I'm very active with my children. We're always doing something. I just don't really have like a set workout regimen right now. I'm really, really hoping that there'll be a treadmill under the Christmas tree this year, really hoping because we have a basement now. Um, and my husband is an avid runner and I definitely want to respect that. And so he's the one that wakes up before the rest of the family. He goes and runs in the middle of the morning when it's dark outside. And I guess it's not the middle of the morning, but, um, before the sun comes up and, um, then comes home in time to take care of the kids and get their breakfast ready while I'm getting ready for work. So it's a balance. Um, and you know, I think that there's always that balance when you're in a relationship and when you have kids and kind of figure out what works for you. But 
I feel incredibly healthy. I feel really good about myself. I feel like everything's balanced right now. Um, and so while I do recognize that I need to increase my physical activity, um, on the flip side, I feel great. I feel great with everything. So, um, I guess that's kind of how I take care of myself. Um, oh, and another thing that I think is really important is I bring my lunch to school every day. Um, I pack a lunch. Um, my husband helps pack my lunch sometimes if I'm a little busy in the evening. So he's really supportive in that regard. And I have lunch duty every single day and I make it a point to eat my lunch while I'm on lunch duty so that my students see what I'm eating. And they frequently ask me, what's that? What's that? And I'll say, oh, it's leftover this or it's leftover that. Or what is that? Oh, it's cottage cheese. And so I always make sure that I'm eating really healthy options in front of them. And um, I answer their questions and, um, you know, just trying to kind of fulfill that role model aspect and, um, you know, sharing like a different side of me with them of this is kind of Miss GH at home and you're seeing a little pic. Yeah, thank you for, you know, just sharing what you're doing, you know, to take care of yourself. And um, I think it's something that we definitely, you know, need to continue to talk about. But I'm impressed. You've got, you know, a very good setup at your house. And it sounds like you've got just a great balance, you know, between yourself and Justin, you know, your husband and, you know, taking care of those kids. And you guys got a well balance between, you know, that mental side of things. And, and I get it. We do. We move a lot as physical educators. And, Sometimes it's hard to want to move, you know, after we get home and, and everything else. But um, it sounds like, like I say, you've guys got that great setup to where you're ready in the morning and, and you're good to go and you get your classes all set up. And that's a great feeling. And I think that that really leads our classes to to have awesome success and, you know, to have that time before you get home, you know, with your kiddos, just to kind of decompress and, and everything else. Um that's extremely important too. And then you can just be at home with your family. And that was one of my goals to leave a little more work at work or get more of that done at work, you know, so you don't have to worry about it at home. And I really do hope for you that treadmill pops up uh, underneath that Christmas tree. Um, I know it's, it's definitely nice just having something there, especially again with younger kids. I was, I was there a couple of years back and, um, and yeah, I just know it's not that easy to, you know, you just don't want to leave. You don't want to run away to a gym and, you know, things like that. So I wish you luck with that. And, um, but yeah, like I say, you just, you've got a great plan. So thank you again for sharing that with everyone. And um, I just, you know, want to personally say, like, I really appreciate, you know, just being an educator with you, um, being able to know you online and meeting you in person and, you know, being able to hang out with you and work with you and present with you and just do all those things. Uh, you're such an outstanding person and been so, so great to get to know. And we appreciate all you do for your PLN on Twitter. I know you start a lot of great conversations to really get people thinking about PE and really high quality kind of stuff that needs to be discussed. So kudos to you. And, you know, just thanks for being a part of the Action Pack podcast and sharing everything that, you know, you got going on inside your brain you know, with the rest of the world kind of tuning in here. And, um, you know, that being said, I do want to congratulate you because as we started this podcast, uh, you were a Missouri State uh, Middle School Teacher of the Year. And uh, right now you are the Central District uh, Middle School uh, Physical Education Teacher of the Year. So I just want to send out a big congratulations and um, just say kudos to you for all your hard work and um, you know, we just look, wish you luck on the rest of your journey and, and everything else. And, um, and like I say, just appreciate all that you do for, for PE. So, um, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. And, uh, like I say, sharing your action pack with us, Sarah.
Hey, Matt, thanks for inviting me to be on the Shape America podcast. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share just a bit of my action pack with the phys ed community. And I hope that I was able to give everybody a little bit of a glimpse into um, what I like to do in my program. And uh, I look forward to listening to future episodes and staying involved um, with the community at large. So thanks so much for uh, letting me be a part of the show. Hey, thank you again, Sarah, just for being a part of the show and, and again, just sharing everything that you have that wealth of knowledge in. And, um, you know, we appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to to do that. So um, and everybody else who's listening, you know, we appreciate you turning, tuning in and sharing the great things that are going on here at the Shape America podcast, maybe with your friends and colleagues and at conferences that you're stopping by. And, you know, don't forget that if you have a you know, a comment or a question or some specific feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, give us an email at podcast at shapeamerica.org. And again, we just thank you for learning with us, um, you know, some great professional development here. And um, we just want to keep them coming for you. So with that being said, I am Matt Pomeroy, host of the Shape America podcast. And for now, I'm signing off for the Shape America podcast and happy teaching. Happy teaching.